When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion, now doing this for six years in a row. My name is Kyle Loomis, editor of the E2C Network, and I'm back with you to discuss some Auburn men's basketball. And I know, folks, it's football season. Why are you talking about basketball? But hey, we had a pretty good season last year. We're all still pretty excited about it. So we're back with you to discuss some schedule updates we have for the 2019-2020 season for your Auburn men's basketball team. And tonight, we're just going to be talking about non-conference schedule because that's the main thing that's been released tonight. So we're going to walk through the entire schedule with you give our perspectives, and of course, some predictions as well. To do that, I've brought in my friend, my co-host, partner in crime, the owner-operator of the Auburn Uniform Database, Mr. Clint Richardson. Good to talk to you, buddy. How are you? I know. It's been a little while, hasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. You know, you've done a few things in the meantime. Congratulations, by the way, to you and Autumn on your wedding. And I know that you were just so ecstatic about being the center of attention throughout the entire day there, which was lovely to watch you squirm. Yeah, thankfully it was her, not me. <laughs> you were up there and pretty in you know in the spotlight too, and I saw your face turn red a couple of times. It was pretty entertaining to to witness that and be a part of that. Uh, oh, but in all seriousness, that, that spotlight was really hot, Kyle. Yes, it was. Uh, but in all seriousness, con- seriously, congratulations to you guys. Uh, we were happy to have been there and celebrate with you. And I know it's a couple months removed now. And you said that Autumn hasn't kicked you out just yet. So I think you're doing pretty good in terms of the marriage standpoint. Yeah, I, I'm doing OK so far. Well, but you know, we're we're early on. It's all downhill from here, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> Thankfully, my wife is not hearing this at the moment, but she'll probably hear it on the back end. Uh, Jess, yeah, let's uh, let's let's not dig a hole any further for myself or yours, since you are just brand new into this world of marriage. And let's talk about what the folks are here to discuss, and that is Auburn men's basketball and the non-conference schedule that was released about a week ago, about the time uh, that we've now uh, decided to sit down and discuss it. And you know, Clint, when we look at these things. I think the first thing you and I kind of like to look at, is this a schedule that sets up well for Auburn in terms of obviously winning games, but in the long run, in terms of, you know, would this play well with decisions in terms of where they seed in the tournament down the line? And there, you know, and let's also remember this too, Clint, there was a time where you and I didn't even have to think about uh, the decision of Auburn to be in the tournament. It was just a foregone conclusion. We weren't going, so that, let's just see how many games we can win. Now we've got to think about, can this non-conference schedule amount to much in terms of where we land in the tournament? So just very briefly, before we go into each team, what is your overall impressions of the non-conference schedule you see laid out before you? Eh, at first <laughs> glance. You know, it's not, it's not the best thing name-wise in the world, but I think that there's a lot of, 
good teams on here and potentially really good teams when it comes time for Auburn to face them. You know, they're, you don't have any of the hard-hitting names like you've seen in the past, like Oklahoma and UConn and, and teams like that. But, you know, St. Louis and NC State and uh, Iowa State are still good enough games at this point. I will agree with you. There were, uh, looking through this, very few games that stood out to me that got me super excited. I mean, let's be honest, we're a little spoiled now after going to the Maui Invitational and being with the likes of you know Duke and Arizona and Gonzaga. It's really hard to kind of look at this non-conference schedule and get really excited about it. But I think where you can find some advantage for the Auburn Tigers with some other things that they're going to get involved in the non-conference season is you've got a lot of teams here from different parts of the country. Obviously it gives you a a chance to showcase your program to those regions because there will be fans either attending or tuning in to those games. Let's say St. Louis and the Mike's live invitational that maybe don't get to see Auburn all the time. We're going to be playing a team from out in California. that doesn't get to see the tigers. It's a great recruiting tool. I think, um, I think those are the ways you can kind of get excited about it. It probably gets a coach more excited than anything, but I'm kind of with you. My first reaction was, okay, maybe not meh, but like I'm a little underwhelmed by this. Um, But let's jump right into it and talk about the very first game, which really isn't going to count. But ever since you and I got to talk about the infamous Barry uh, game, the exhibition from like two seasons ago that still haunts the Auburn Tigers fans, we never need to take an exhibition game lightly anymore. This year, we're going to be playing Eckerd College, I think. Do you know anything about this team, Clint? The Eckerd College Tritons. Tritons. It's one heck of a name, that's for sure. It is quite a name, and I have never in my entire collegiate athletics following career ever heard of them. What about you? Well, that's because they're Division Two, and the university is actually based out of St. Petersburg, Florida. So you you don't really get a whole lot of name recognition with a lot of D2 and D3 schools. So, But, you know, Eckerd is kind of a fun name, but... You know, it's, it's nice to see a, a team go by the name of Tritons. <laughs> it is. Uh, you know, my hope is this year that you and I don't have to console the Auburn fan base after a loss to Eckerd. Um, I will remind folks that after going through that loss to Barry two years ago as an exhibition game, the next year, last year, we struggled a little bit with, I can't, I probably blocked it out of my memory at this point, with an <laughs> exhibition game as well, but we didn't lose it. So just remember, folks, exhibition games are not indicative of how the season was going to go. Because, Clint, I think if you're honest, you and I both were trying to kind of wrap our minds about how the season was going to go two two years ago after Barry. I mean, you have a loss to that. It is hard to kind of be hopeful when you lose to a Division two or three team. Yeah, it really is. And Auburn didn't seem to get out of the gates very well that for that season. But, you know, if you want just – this whole story to come full circle last year, the Eckerd college basketball team went 19 and 10 overall and their season ended in the sunshine state conference tournament to none other than Barry. Are University. You me? Is this the circle <laughs> of life or want? Oh my goodness. For you it is. Oh, this is ridiculous. Barry just never escapes you. It's like that, that thing that never you can get away from. It's always there in the background lurking after you. I'm going to get you a, a berry shirt. 
you know, I would actually laugh really hard. It will go into a box with that Chris Todd uh, image that I was sent <laughs> by some loving contributors to the ETC network, which will never be mentioned now because I despise them for sending that to me. But yeah, you can send that to me. It just will never see the light of day. Um, but Eckerd, college I, I, give, game. I give that joke five Chris Todds. <laughs> I know you do. Um, all right. So the exhibition game against Eckerd will be November 1st. But the actual season that counts will start against none other, none other than Georgia Southern on November 5th, a Tuesday, and we'll be hosting them at Auburn Arena. You know, Clint, Georgia Southern is a team that you've seen make the tournament out of their conference occasionally. Um, I don't see a lot of reason to fear Georgia Southern right off the bat. But again, as we've always learned, you never want to underestimate a team. No, you know, it's it's Georgia Southern. It's, you know, it's the first game it's not going to be the the toughest one in the world um auburn actually has a really good history against georgia southern going nine and zero in the entire history between these two teams dating back to 1964 so you know i, I would fully expect auburn to to get their 10th win against the the eagles yeah and I, I would expect a win here to start off this season and you know i think one thing to remind the listeners here tonight is that we're kind of taking this from the perspective of we haven't even started sitting down to kind of analyze the roster and kind of the implication of what's happened in the offseason. Lord knows that, you know, the last two seasons have just been filled with tons of fun things to talk about off the court uh, for the Auburn men's basketball team, despite all the success that they've been having. Um, hopefully that's not going to be the case this year, but we're really looking at this from a lens of just the, the matchup of in of itself, the name, the reputation, the history between the two programs. We're not really looking at personnel or anything like that. So we can take a more detailed look later on when we do our season preview, which is still, you know, it's actually not that far away. Maybe like two, three months we'll be doing this. Man, time just flies by. Um, but let's talk about the first classic that we will be playing in this year. It's the Veterans Classic, which is always hosted by Navy. And I think this is a great opportunity to showcase some of the smaller programs that don't get a lot of attention, like Navy or Army or things like that. But Navy hosts this one, and we will be taking on Davidson, which has a very strong household name to it. And you think of Davidson, you think of Steph Curry, right? So a lot of people here are going to get interest in this game simply because of that name. What do you think about this matchup, Clint? You know, I, I love that Auburn's getting to play in, you know, these these kind of spotlights, as in, you know, this Veterans Classic, and, and going up to Annapolis is is always going to be a treat for this team. Davidson is, you know, like you said, it's a good name right now, but they just don't, you know, they're not playing to that level that they did what ten years ago with Steph on the team and and making that run in the NCAA tournament. So, you know, it's really it's a chance for Auburn to get on. Uh, the CBS Sports Network yep. and and play in front of a couple of other really good teams, um, but it, it's not going to. I don't. I don't foresee Davidson being the biggest test of the non-conference. No, I don't either. And, and it's sad that only one player, at least for the future, right in the foreseeable timeline, right now has defined this program because you, you see them have such a great run while he was there, and you think maybe they can kind of maintain. Um, I'll throw a Wichita State in there, uh, things like that. But the Davidson story feels a lot like the Florida Gulf Coast story, where they had one great year and nobody talks about them anymore, which was, you know, they were called Dunk City and all that. And that's what Davidson feels like just many, many years 
before that there. So I don't really see a lot of reason to be worried about Davidson, but it is a a name that people will recognize. And if Auburn can get a win against uh, this team, it will look good perception-wise. Uh, the other teams that will be playing in this, what we'll call a showcase, it's called a classic, but it's not a true tournament, uh, are obviously Navy, the host team, will be playing East Carolina. So you look at that kind of group of teams there, Clint, and you would probably say Auburn is the marquee name that they were able to bring to this classic. And for the first time, that's the Auburn Tigers are the team that everybody wants to see in this classic. Yeah, and I, you know, I think you can really see that when you look at the former matchups. The very first year they had this in 2014, they had Michigan State, Tennessee, and a VCU team that was at that time coached by Shaka Smart. You know, and then you've got Florida, NC State, um, or, or North Carolina, Temple, Pitt, Alabama, Vanderbilt. You know, the, the SEC has been represented in every single one of these tournaments except, you know, last year. But it's it's a this is not the strongest field that this tournament has hosted, but it's still, you know, it's a solid group of names, I think. It is a solid group, and it's one, again, the theme is going to be all year, as we've learned time and time again, never take an opponent lightly, but this is a classic that I would suspect Auburn to be the the shining one coming out of it. Uh, so we'll move that one behind, and we'll move on to the next game, uh, which is going to be host, not hosting, but actually going down to Mobile, Alabama, to take on the South Alabama Jaguars. Now, you and I, Clint, have talked long and hard every single year about the importance of playing teams in the state. And even we've continued to push for, and so has Coach Pearl, a tournament of sorts, a showcase of sorts of all the teams every year in the state of Alabama to showcase the talent that is amassed here in the state. We still haven't gotten that, but I am very encouraged to see Coach Pearl continue to schedule at least one, what we would call, quote, unquote, smaller teams in the state of Alabama to play against Auburn year in and year out and run the risk of one of them knocking off Auburn and having that mark on their schedule. So you got to give Coach Pearl a lot of credit for putting his money where his mouth is and scheduling these teams every year. Well, yeah, you know, it, it helps those other teams get on these kind of schedules when teams like UA, UAB are too afraid to play again. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it, it I'm, we're going to miss that UAB game this oh, season, man. and it's so unfortunate. But, you know, it's it's going to be nice to go back down to Mobile. It's been the, – the Auburn's only gone to Mobile for this basketball game once, and it was in 1995. So Auburn's, you know, making a long overdue return trip down south Alabama. And, you know, it's USA is just not the best team. You know, I think we can all agree on that. This isn't going to be – the team that got a win in 1991 and in 2000, I, I cannot foresee that. So. <laughs> Wait, they got a win in 2000? <laughs> yep. Wow. Auburn is actually 5-2 and two overall against South Alabama. Wow, that is interesting that it even happened during that time period in Auburn <laughs> basketball history. So kind of shows you they've shown the ability, as a program at least, uh, to come up there and hit Auburn in the mouth every once in a while. Uh, we're going to hope that's not the case this year. But I like the fact that Bruce Pearl is going down to Mobile. Because I, I think it's one thing to schedule these teams in the state and ask them to come to Auburn. But you are actually willing to take your now high-profile team and go to them. Bring the showcase to them. Bring the the name, the notoriety, the, the TV time. Uh, I know it says it's on the Auburn Sports Network right now, but I wouldn't be surprised 
if a TV station maybe picks it up later on just because everybody wants to see the Auburn Tigers. So I'm very happy that Coach Pearl is willing to do that and go down there and help support these smaller programs. Um, The next group of games will be another classic, and this one will actually be a true tournament that you're used to seeing this time of year in college basketball. Um, Last year for us, we talked about the big tournament was the Maui Invitational. This year we'll be heading to the Legends Classic, where you're going to have a group of teams that actually go to the tournament portion, but you're actually going to play some regional teams, which are the kind of smaller ones that normally can't compete with you game in and game out. Auburn is going to get a chance to play a team from the state of California. And for the life of me, Clint, I I, I forgot the page here. You're going to have to tell me what C-Stunt stands for again. What is it? Central California something? What is that? <laughs> that is California State University Northridge. The Matadors. And ever heard of these guys before, Clint? I have. And I, I don't really have an impression of how this goes uh, for the Tigers here, other than most likely a win for them. Cause I don't think that they've ever played these guys before. No, um, actually two of the teams that Auburn is scheduled to play as part of the legends class at CSUN and Colgate Auburn has never played before. So I always like to see those kind of things get crossed off. But. Yeah. And you are one of those people that you even made a list for us in football one time of the teams that Auburn played, and you were very happy over the last couple of years. We've crossed off a couple of those names. Kyle, Kyle, just give me Notre Dame already, please. (laughs) You are like carrying that torch for every Auburn fan out there. You want a piece of Notre Dame, and you will not let it go until we get one. It's despicable but that's an entirely different conversation it is and you know i'm sure uh, aj and ben would be very happy to have you on the no huddle show to discuss that because you know you and ben could go on for hours about that about how scared notre dame is uh but yeah also like you said playing colgate as part of one of those regional games getting to play an ivy league team again now ivy league you know is one of those smaller uh conferences that tends to bring a power out of them every single year Uh, whether it's a Princeton, maybe a Harvard like last year. Um, I don't foresee Colgate being that this year, but we'll find out when we play them in Auburn, Alabama on November 18th. But as you said, the value out of these is getting to kind of check some off the list and kind of tune up for what's going to be maybe the stronger portion of your non-conference schedule. And that is when we move into the actual tournament portion of the Legends Classic. And I think Fair prediction here. You can disagree with me if you like, but I think Auburn comes into the actual tournament portion of the Legends Classic undefeated. What do you think? I think that's a strong opinion. I think that might be right. It's a strong opinion. I think it's fairly going to be accurate there. I do not see many. The Davidson game is probably the one that you look at as the biggest slip up hazard there, but I could be wrong. Um, But let's look at this tournament action here. And we're going to be taking on New Mexico in the first game of that classic. Now, you know, we do have some interesting history with New Mexico teams very, fairly recently, some very controversial, you know, history and how the, the games have ended. You know, I, I'm already kind of like shuddering thinking about that first tournament game last year against New Mexico State. And I know this is two different teams, but when I just see New Mexico nowadays, I just kind of, Oh, okay. That's some bad memories right there. Uh, you should you should still probably stutter at this name too, because the only time Auburn's played New Mexico was 2015 in Hawaii. Yep. So that was 
that was chub after dark and and i <laughs> don't like going back to those memories <laughs> that was the diamond head classic wasn't it i believe so yeah so there's two tournaments normally the maui invitational the big one and the diamond head classic and yeah i you know chub after dark those were some some interesting days for the tigers but uh anyway we won't relive the bad parts of auburn history oh uh, no that wasn't chubb that was uh simeon bowers you're right it was simeon bowers <clears throat> can you believe that we've been doing the show that long that we're now mixing up the the times and the the players that were actually still there you, yeah there's there's a couple of other names on this bots list that i don't really want to to remember their time at auburn but that's a different story <laughs> we love you rob chubb but you know, you were during uh, some other unfortunate names there as well. So that's kind of why we talk about it in a negative light. Um, Auburn versus New Mexico State, Clint. They have the only win in the series against the two teams. What's your feeling about this? Does Auburn advance to take on the winner of a Richmond and Wisconsin team? I would think so. And would... please, please don't give me a Richmond. <laughs> now, why if do I'm you gonna... not want Richmond? If... Uh, go back and look at our uh, NCAA tournament history, and you'll know exactly why I don't ever want to face Richmond again. But this is a different team. This is a different program. This is, you know, give me Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin's the better name. <laughs> I agree, simply from the the fact of the name aspect, because you want those headliner names to be able to be picked out by the selection committee and say they went to on the road, or in this case, a neutral site, and took on a major caliber team out of a major conference and got the win this is auburn's first opportunity to do so now auburn has to take care of business and wisconsin has to take care of business for this matchup to happen so it's going to be a real shame if either cannot function and you know if richmond kind of has spoiled things again for us if we do end up getting there then clint can be there biting his teeth the or biting (laughs) his nails the entire time uh, which would be pretty funny to watch but let's just assume auburn makes it to the championship game of the Legends Classic and Wisconsin does too. What do you think about that matchup and how it fares for Auburn? Uh, I think that one, if it's Auburn and Wisconsin, I think that's the first concerning game on the schedule. Yeah, you know, Wisconsin is, you know, isn't typically the best team in the Big Ten Conference, but they're typically a tough game, and, and they always provide a lot of good talent. I think so. Yeah, they they will be the best team that Auburn will face at that point if that matchup is to happen. And I think that's where you get the whole like we described when you get talk about the feeling of this non-conference schedule of meh. It takes a while to get to that first big name, whereas we were playing Duke and Arizona and everybody else really early into that non-conference schedule. Um, so yeah, I would really look forward to that matchup uh, for many reasons, just because it will be a great game. Uh, it has the chance to be on ESPN2 or ESPNU, so a lot of eyes will be on that game, especially for implications for NCAA tournament time. But I, I'll throw out the prediction that even though it is a concerning game, that Auburn comes out as the tournament champion for the Legends Classic. Would you make the same claim? Uh, um, you're, yeah, I'll okay. stay away from those predictions. You know that. <laughs> you know, but, I have to you know every what? time if, try. If Auburn, I know. If Auburn were to come out as champion in this tournament i think that that would say a lot about where this season will go because if you go look at these former champions like the legends classic started in 2007 and you've had number 16 texas number four pittsburgh florida 11 syracuse 18 vanderbilt number one indiana Pitt with a repeat number 12 villanova marquette notre dame number 16 texas a&m and then last year was st john's 
that's a lot of really good basketball names that have won this tournament, yeah. and it's time for Auburn to put their name up there too. Yeah, it's it's another one of those things that I think Bruce Pearl would like to check off, just like where you're talking about here. You know, kind of make it to your first Final Four, make it to your uh, your first Elite Eight in so many years. You know, this is kind of one of those things. Add your name to the list of great names that have won this tournament or this classic, or there are several things that are still left for Auburn to check off. And I think they have an opportunity to do so here, a very legitimate chance, albeit against a potentially very strong Wisconsin team as well. Uh, so now we'll move on in the schedule and they will uh, take a break over Thanksgiving and, and finals and all that good stuff there. And usually this is where you see an Auburn team, kind of take a step back after an exciting tournament and in the first part of non-conference schedule, but they're going to come home on December 5th, to take on Furman who they've never lost to. If there's a trap game, not that Furman is scary. I think this is a trap game potential for Auburn to come back after finals, Thanksgiving, all the, the iron bowl, first of all, you know, just to throw that into the mix as well and have a potential to not maybe not get beat, but get a scare from a team they shouldn't have. And I think Furman has the potential to do that. What do you think? Well, you know what's interesting about this schedule is we don't get that home Friday night game yep. the night before the Iron Bowl. Yep. It's a shame. It's an absolute <clears throat> so, shame. So that's an interesting one. But, you know, I, I think that this is just, you know, if you're building a schedule, this is a transition game. Yep. Get your guys back from Brooklyn, get you guys back from a little bit of a break and finals and just go play basketball. You've got a big game in in two weeks or a week and a half, and you know, you need to work out some kinks in this game to be prepared for that next one. Absolutely. So on that two week break there, we'll come out and take on the St. Louis, one of my favorite mascots. I always have trouble remembering remembering them, but when I do the Billikens. How cool of a like mascot name is that? There's just no one else out there like that. And they're a pretty good program to boot. So I'll say this, Clint, in the Mike's Live Invitational taking on St. Louis, this is probably the game so far that I'm most excited about. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, it's another team that Auburn's never faced. It's basically in your own home. It's in your back backyard for Auburn. Um, you know, this is a, a quality opponent for Auburn to bring into the state i think this isn't a, a neutral site it's it's a home game basically and you know that that's st louis that's not the best name in the world of basketball but that's a consistent ncaa tournament team yeah and i i would say that they're definitely a step up in name caliber uh from davidson because they've actually been able to maintain some sort of relevance in and out of the tournament um, pretty regularly. So I think that that's a, obviously got a lot of name value to it, but you're going, you know, you're going to face a, a pretty good team there, which is why I think this was an excellent choice for the Mike's Live Invitational. You know, I always get feelings now that it's, I think this is two years now this has been na- named the Mike's Live Invitational, that this is the time when Coach Pearl kind of thought he might be able to put that tournament for Alabama and Birmingham. And I think this is kind of taking that place at the moment. And you can't really complain because he's gotten some good teams to come down and be part of the Invitational uh, each time. Uh, so if that's what has to place hold in, in, in the uh, place of a state of Alabama tournament, which you know we would dominate every, every single time, <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, I'm happy with that. I think, though, the game that, maybe the players have circled is the next one up on December 19th. NC State comes to Auburn 
and a chance to return the favor after the law the first loss of the season. No, excuse me, that was the second loss outside of the uh, Maui Invitational. They get a chance for revenge against NC State, and I think the players are going to be very excited for this one. Do you think Auburn's going to keep them out of shoot around in the arena and force them to go? warm up and beardies or something you know there would be probably some strange circumstances that would happen where oh we scheduled some event here so you can't warm up here i would you know i would even send them to beard eves there's got to be some local gym just right some church gym we can go let them shoot around in for a little while and give a little you know a tit for tat there and see if that affects their play well it's it's december 19th so we can't play the graduation card unfortunately Oh, shucks. You know, see, there's a couple opportunities that you can see missed in the scheduling here. The whole no game before the Iron Bowl, and then this one where we could have, you know, just conveniently scheduled something just so, oh, look at that. You now the ret- the favor's returned. But anyway, it's not going to happen. NC State versus Auburn in Auburn Arena. Does Auburn get the revenge, Clint? I hope so. It would be nice to actually win a game against uh, this team for once. Mm-hmm. And it's an AC- ACC team. Uh, you know, uh, some name recognition there as well. Um, but yeah, it, the simple thing here is getting revenge for me personally. I don't know. <laughs> Can you well, tell I'm a little vengeful? <laughs> apparently. You know, NC State was a bubble team last year, and, and I think that they'll kind of stay right around that area this season. Right. So it, this could be a big resume-building win for Auburn, and right. you just can't. Yeah, thankfully it's at home, and I don't think you'll see Auburn have those those road shooting woes like we did last year mm-hmm. especially at home so you know it'll be nice to to hopefully show nc state and show the acc exactly what auburn basketball is this season and that's going to be the final kind of exciting game i would say uh for non-conference outside of one we'll talk about uh, in just a little bit that's in the middle of sec play uh, but there are two final games to round out that portion of non-conference play december 21st we've got lehigh and December 29th, we've got Lipscomb. Um, I don't mean to brush over Lehigh here, but I think kind of what you said about Furman is the same case here. This is a buffer game, a game that's meant to keep you uh, on pace here. And it's only two days after you just got done playing NC State, so there's not going to be a lot of – we're going to have a tough time getting an episode out in the middle of those two games, uh, much less this team you know, kind of recuperating from that. Uh, game against NC State to take on Lehigh. So I don't mean to brush over them, but I don't think there's much that you can say there. But, you know, Lipscomb is one that kind of I think you have some personal interest in, but also um, as a team that we've seen in the tournament before. So while it's not a team you're probably afraid of, it's another one of those that you kind of need to make sure you finish out strongly. Uh, What's your feelings on the Lipscomb game? Uh, It's going to be a very interesting one personally. Um you know, the brand new head coach for Lipscomb is uh, a former head coach at UAH in my hometown in Huntsville. Um, Lenny Acuff and his family are good friends with my family, and we've known them for years. And it's, you know, after spending 22 years at UAH, it's good to see Lenny, you know, move on and get, you know, arguably a, a step up in the coaching world, and, and hopefully he'll become that next big coaching name in the world of college basketball and you know when you see what he did at UAH with you know tournament wins and and making it into the division two elite eight twice you know he's his charger teams were always a lot of fun to watch and, and I think that you'll kind of see similar mentality with Lipscomb 
So, so that'll that'll be a lot of fun for me and my family to watch. Now I know you got the warm and fuzzies about this game with your personal connection. Auburn is one and zero against them. Is there any opportunity for Lipscomb to even that score up and to end out the non-conference portion here? No, I don't think so. But I think that this will be tighter than yeah. some people are going to want to think. Yeah. It'll it'll definitely be tighter than the Lehigh game, which Lehigh is another team that this will be the first time Auburn's ever faced them. So, you know, I like to hear that. But you know, this this Lipscomb take team is going to be a, a tough fighting one and, and they're going to put up a fight. Yep, definitely. So let's talk about the final non-conference game, which is smack dab in the middle of conference play. You know what that Hate means? It. We're part of the big 12. Again, I'm not going to, you know what? I am going to get on the tangent. Why do you call yourselves the big 12? If you don't have 12 teams, I'm oh, sorry. Geez. I had to say it. It, it. it had to be said. Anyway, we're not, we're not in 2012 anymore. Kyle, move on. The big 12 sec challenge. Auburn is back in it after about a two year absence. Correct. Clint. Yeah. Two year absence from this challenge, which honestly, I think, you know, you have the ACC big 10 challenge, which is probably the most high profile one. Cause you usually see the, the Duke Michigan state matchups or something like that. But the sec big 12 challenge has usually been very interesting and we don't have time to go into all of the games that were in the matchups there, but I found some interesting ones myself when I was looking at them outside of Auburn and Iowa State, who Auburn will match up against on January 25th, a Saturday in Auburn Arena. Iowa State is a team that people recognize out of the Big 12 in men's basketball. They've won the conference uh, tournament or championship the last couple, not the last couple, but a few times in recent history. They've made it in the tournament, made some noise. So, you know, outside of uh, Wisconsin, a Davidson, a New Mexico, a St. Louis, this is probably, it has the argument for being your most important game of the season, I think, and one that Auburn, I think, really needs to use as to put their stamp on their postseason uh, resume. What's your feelings about Iowa State? Yeah, no, I think you're right. And it just, you know, I hate that these games are now in the middle of conference play. You know, it's such a different mentality to change from you know, fighting for a conference championship to now fighting for your conference, you know, and then having to go right back to conference play. That's, that's really difficult. And, you know, I think you'll see some of the better coaches, um, it's, you know, do better in that scenario. Um, but you know, when they announced this matchup, I was just like, Iowa state, like, you know, that's, it's not the name that you really wanted. Um, especially with Auburn's previous history with Iowa State on and off the, the hardwood. Yes. But, you know, I'm I'm looking at the list of Big 12 teams, and it's like, I don't know who else I would have rather faced. Yeah. You know, Baylor, nah. Kansas, absolutely. But we just did that. Yeah. Kansas, <laughs> That's Kansas old State, news Clint. meh. Oklahoma, we recently did that. Oklahoma State would have been fun. Yeah, that would have been. TCU, we just recently did that. Texas would have been fun. Texas Tech just did that. And... You know, West Virginia, eh, <laughs> you know, I think that this is a really good matchup for Auburn, just name wise. And again, this is another team that Auburn can can put their name on and finally get a victory. You know, Iowa State's kind of been a foreign in Auburn's side the last couple of years. You know, 2013 was the last time these two met in this challenge, and it was an embarrassing loss in, in Iowa. And then the, the 1999-2000 season ended in Minneapolis, you know, in the tournament to Iowa State. So, you know, it's 
it's nice to play teams that you've never played before, but it's also really nice to to get a win against a team you've never defeated before. And I would be remiss to not bring up, you know, there are some off the court uh, feelings about certain things from Iowa State for the Auburn family as well. So, you know, while I know that they really and honestly should never hold any weight in this game, you got to know that some of the Auburn family is kind of vicariously using a victory over Iowa State to kind of, you know, feel better about a certain situation that happened. Does does the the loser have to take back the president? Uh, you know, that might be the penalty for that, but uh we'll we'll leave that for another day, but I felt like it would we would, you know, miss an opportunity there if we didn't at least touch on it just a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I, I think everything that you said about the Iowa State game is correct. I look at this team first glance, it's like, okay, that's a good matchup, but is there any other by, uh, other teams from the Big 12 I would have rather had? And I kind of feel the same way. The only other two that pique my interest, Texas and Texas Tech. We just got done playing Texas Tech a couple seasons ago, but they're a different program now. So that kind of would have been an interesting matchup. Texas Tech is going to get probably, I think, Kentucky in this tournament because they're, you know, that's who's the two best in the conference right now. Well, and I think, I think Auburn's only played Texas once and it was in either the fifties or sixties. So, you know, those, those are the kind of games that, you know, on the football side, I would definitely be promoting of, you know, let's, let's get these never before seen matchups or these haven't seen in a long time matchups. And, you know, I think that's kind of where, you know, Iowa State's a little lacking for me as it was just a couple of years ago, but, you know, it's a different program that Auburn is, and I, I think that it's a really good opportunity for a good win in a really important part of the season. Absolutely. I think it's very, it's a crucial part of Auburn's non-conference resume. Uh, this is not like going to beat a meh Baylor team at, at the moment. An Iowa State win gives you a signature win on your resume Um in the middle of your conference play. What real quick aside here, why do you think they don't put this game with the rest of non-conference? Because to me, it feels like it would slide very nicely as a New Year's Day or even just, just after New Year's Day game just before conference play starts. Why do you think they put this in the middle? Well, that's because the transition of the calendar year is dominated by football. That's true. Now, this January 25th gets you outside of, uh, you know, you're not having to deal with, New Year's bowls, you're not having to deal with the playoffs. And, you know, that's the weekend between the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. So you don't have to fight any of that kind of stuff for uh, TV attention. Well, see, I knew you'd have a reason for it. And this is why I pay you the big bucks, right? Zero. <laughs> anyway, Iowa State, hopefully we're able to beat them in the SEC Big 12 uh, challenge this year and uh, kind of return triumphantly to that challenge. Now, I would be remiss, Clint, if I don't get some type of prediction for you. Too bad. You're going to give me something. It doesn't have to be Auburn's going to win X number of games. If you, ha- How about this? If you had to pick two teams for Auburn to most likely lose to, who would they be for you? <clears throat> Iowa State and St. Louis. St. Louis, so you would you think they would beat a Wisconsin team that early in the season? I do. Yeah, and I debated between St. Louis and NC State. Mm-hmm. I would say this much if we're going this route for predictions, because that's about all I can ever get out of you. I would definitely agree with you that Iowa State has a high potential uh, to for Auburn to take a loss there, not because Auburn's not capable of beating them, but it's just the two caliber of teams that are playing. Both are good. 
Um, so the Iowa, Iowa State loss is a very likely one. I would love to say St. Louis or Wisconsin. My fear is this. With such a lackluster conference or non-conference schedule, I wonder if this team is going to get caught off guard by someone. So I don't know who it is, but I'm going to say Auburn takes one loss to a team while they're trying to figure things out after losing Jared Harper, Bryce Brown, Horace Spencer, Malik Dunbar. We can keep going. You know, after losing such talent, trying to reconfigure the team together, I wonder if they'll take an unexpected loss somewhere. And that's kind of what my feeling is on this situation. So I'm expecting, I'm expecting one loss and hoping that we don't get two. But I yeah, can see I, I can, I can see this team coming through this non-conference schedule as it stands right now with, you know, no losses. And I can see them coming in with three. You know, I, I don't think you'll see four losses on this schedule or any more than that, but I, I can see, you know, any anywhere between zero and three losses. Yeah. And what's which the... I think it's still solid for, for this team. Yeah. Well what's for the what we've had to deal with. What's the one game outside of Iowa State that Auburn has to have as part of their uh their victory column for their resume? <clears throat> That's a tough one, isn't it? That is. I mean you've got Iowa State, NC State, and St. Louis, and hopefully Wisconsin. I think those as far as resumes go, those are your four must-haves. Um, and I think that, you know, defeating Lipscomb, depending on how Coach Acuff has them playing, and defeating South Alabama on the road, and, you know, how you perform in Annapolis, I think, is going to be yeah. very important. You know, I think, you know, this, this schedule is so much more set up for the eye test than it is a beautiful record and resume right yeah you're gonna figure a lot of things out if auburn doesn't perform well against eckerd georgia southern south (laughs) alabama csun you know some of these just the the lower tier teams on this schedule then it's going to be you know then we'll have a lot of fires to put out don't you put that even on this clint don't you speak of losing to eckerd we cannot handle that the the fan base almost lost their well they did lose their collective minds against barry we can't go through that as again as a program <laughs> i would laugh for your sake if that happened because oh man okay i'm just getting nightmares just thinking about it right now regardless i don't think that's going to be the case um whether you are satisfied or not satisfied with this non-conference schedule there are at least some games on there that you can be excited about whether it be the Big 12 SEC Challenge, that Wisconsin potential matchup for that St. Louis uh, Mike's Live Invitational game there. There's something on this for each Auburn fan, I think, and we're going to watch closely, especially as the season gets uh, even closer, about how this might shape out. We're going to be back together again when SEC conference schedule is announced and really take a deep dive into that because that's where it's going to really make or break Auburn this year because uh, they had some struggles with a very tough SEC schedule last year. So I think that's what's going to be even more interesting for us to talk about when that time comes. So that's going to do it for our non-conference schedule. But before we get out of here, Clint, let's give our contact information. They can find me on Twitter at TigerEye24. Where can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter at ClintAU24, and you can check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database at AuburnUniforms.com. Thank you for tuning in for this edition of Inside the Jungle. But until we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle.
Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?